Join us in Life After Dark. Hello and welcome back, my peeps, the paranormal peeps. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am your host, Zechariah Techariah. I'm here joined with uh, the L.A. face with the Oakland booty. Jesse West High Power. Shane. Yeah. And we're here with... Joined in special guest. He's back, y'all. Tristan, the T Dog, the psilocybin scientist. <laughs> Tristan <laughs> Benz. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, you got to move forward, dude. You got to yo, yo, yo. yo. What's up? You're probably wondering why we gathered you guys here today, uh, but we just had the special topic. Uh, we actually, me and Jesse, tried to record this episode um, a couple weeks ago. The day before halloween and it crapped out on us mm-hmm. so the mibs are on our trail guys so just trying to probe them yeah trying to probe us trying to <laughs> sick <laughs> <laughs> trying to see what what we know they don't want you guys to know this what we're trying to tell you guys so hopefully today you guys can hear it and it'll ring true throughout the the, the i don't know where i'm going with this the decades <laughs> but yeah, what happened, we were talking for a long time. As soon as we kind of started getting into the heavy stuff, the the recording started kind of crapping out and our voices started changing. Well, and it stopped completely. Yeah, it finally stopped and scary stuff, guys. I mean, when, when you live this life, there's no turning back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's there's probably some MIBs sitting outside you in the front room. There's probably like a red dot site that we can't see because we have a native blanket over the window. (laughs) (laughs) We're probably just waiting. It protects us. (laughs) That's not a blanket. That's a curtain. (laughs) That's a door. (laughs) It's a door. Oh, a door on the window. (laughs) I guess before we get started, um, we'll kind of go over our usual spiel. Uh, I'd like to thank Juanil Chavez for uh, creating that intro and then... Obviously, it was moi that did the voiceover. You guys mm-hmm. know, so, so yeah, thank you guys. And um, Dustin uh, didn't make it. He didn't make it last time neither. So, uh, like, we know what he was for Halloween already. Like, he was he's a ghost because he's been ghosting us, <laughs> right? Oh. Right, guys. <laughs> calling him out, calling you out, Dustin. And then uh, I think uh, Jesse, you said you were a goblin for Halloween. Is that what you said? <laughs> They don't know. He's, yeah, he was a goblin. Yeah, he's a goblin. Because he's goblin in deeps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do for Halloween? Um, Purgatory? No, I went to the maze. 
How was it? We tried to go, and man, the line just to get in was super long. Was, then the line for the haunted. It started getting cold. It took us like wild. an hour to get to that, oh, like, God. actual. Yeah, the line was pretty long, session. and we got there, too. I think it took, like, about 30, 35 minutes. We got there, like, at 7. 40 minutes, maybe? Got there, like, got into the haunted actual corn maze at 8. Damn. Yeah, like, there was a big line on the outside. And then there was a big line on the inside. Dude, it was, it was just yeah, there was. in line for a minute. And then after that, bedroom? We just, <laughs> <laughs> after that, I think we just went to bowl hackers and then played a little bit of pool. Didn't really do a whole lot. It wasn't super exciting. Sticks and balls. Yeah, yeah. You guys do anything over the summer? I don't know. Pull the mic a little bit closer to you. Work. You can... Work. There you go. Yeah. Work all summer. Yeah. Workaholics. Yeah. <clears throat> just kidding. No. Uh, shout I just got off your favorite show. Yeah, shout out to that. Not a sponsor, but we. Uh, I just got off six weeks uh, paternity leave, paying for it at work. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> super play catch up. Yeah, super bad. Yeah. Six weeks of uh, fork knife and uh, sitting on my butt. GTA and whatever else. And eating like three square meals and snacks in between. <laughs> we're even hungry you're Packed just bored pounds you're just bored eating oh man but yeah i'm glad that we're finally coming in together and like able to like do a podcast again yeah yeah oh, this is man, I, I legitness just... so do you guys have any um paranormal updates paranormal updates yeah hmm. like just anything that you kind of heard or seen or any type of i mean i got some dream over the stuff. over the summer i dealt with a lot of bears it's not paranormal. I don't know. It's not paranormal, but, but it's, it's, it's real wild. scariness. <laughs> it ended up doing a lot of fly fishing in the mountains and, you know, just over a couple of weekends. Caught some STDs from those bears. Dude, it was you're funny. scared to death. <laughs> kind yeah, of I don't know. I don't even. You know how when, when weird, weird sort of things happen and you kind of don't even really want to acknowledge it? Yeah. But probably like these past... Recently, at the house there, when I'm asleep, I, I I must be like, you know how have you ever heard something and it woke you up, but you weren't sure? You weren't sure if it was like a noise in your dream? Yeah. Or yeah. if it was something in your house that happened, you know, like a like a bang or like a door creaking or something, you know, know uh-huh. what I mean? So, the, actually, the other night... It was, I wasn't the only one that heard this. I was laying there and I was trying to go to sleep, and all of a sudden I heard that felt like a, not felt I heard, what sounded like a door, because you know how sometimes when your doors don't quite fit, they kind of catch, yeah, you know, thunk, you know, like come pop yeah. open. Well, that this old house, so that's what they do. They get stuck and they kind of make a little noise when they pop open, and uh, I heard that noise. So I was waiting for David to walk to the bathroom. Because I thought we was going to the bathroom. And it was probably like about midnight. And then no noise. No footsteps or nothing. So I was like, okay, what was that? <clears throat> and then I looked I looked, uh, I looked, looked at Liz and she was like, I heard that too. So I said, okay. So I, I mean, you never know. So I got the, I grabbed the shotgun, you know. Because I don't, I don't know what's. What it could have been. So, Gator don't play no shit. <laughs> no. So I, and I got a light on it. So I just went, I went through the whole house and just checked, checked everywhere. Doors were all locked. Windows are all closed. But that noise was kind of, 
unexplained. And then I checked on David, and he was half asleep, but he was like, or half awake, I should say. Ran to his room with the shotgun guns blazing. <laughs> Get down on the ground! <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, well, that's the thing, too, is if if somebody had, I guess, come in, tried to come in or do something, I would figure that Poulter would be barking his brains out, because he's pretty good about that, you know? Oh, yeah. Tristan, I don't know if you know Poulter. That's the dog, the unofficial mascot of our podcast. Nice, nice. He's a little... little Named after Poltergeist. Wiener dog. Polter dog. Polter dog. Polter Wiener. Mansion 3. Polter Wiener Geist. I like it. (laughs) But uh, it it seemed like it was nothing. And then David said, oh, this guy... There's somebody parked next to the house and they slammed their car door. So I thought, okay, maybe that was it, you know? So I just kind of took it down, went back down to DEFCON 1. And then I, then just last night, I want to say, I was sleeping. And I get up to go to work about four in the morning right now. So when I was like half asleep, you know, when you wake up before your alarm. So you're kind of used to that. You kind of have that schedule where you like wake up like 15 minutes before your alarm. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. So I kind of was in that mode where I, I knew I had to get up soon, but I was like trying to just get my sleep. And all of a sudden I heard, the trash, which is like right against where the window is, the trash, the the bag that's in the trash, it's like a, a Target bag. It went like somebody slapped the plastic of the bag. Huh. And I was laying there and I was waiting for movement on the bed, but nobody moved on the bed. So I was like, well, then who freaking slapped the trash bag? I, I don't know. I don't know what made that noise. There wasn't no like, there wasn't like a pillow or something that fell off the bed that I could see or anything like that, or a blanket that flipped off the bed. It just that noise just occurred out of nowhere. So I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of, like paranormal wise. That's kind of weird. And recently, just kind of been, um, I don't know, just a little odd, a little off. Yeah. So can I I'll tell you about one of my bear stories? Tell Pretty away. scary, actually. Um, so, did you punch one? Uh, what's that? Did you punch one? Yeah, yeah. Punched him. Liar. Yeah. <laughs> gave him wet willy. <laughs> Made him say You gave uncle. him something wet. Uh, yeah, and got him out of here. <laughs> no, but uh, me and my friend Austin, we went up into the uh, Beartooth, and we ended up staying up at uh, Island Lake. It's up there on top of Beartooth Pass. And we actually went just car camping up there, did a bunch of fishing and all that stuff. Um, you know, man we were hanging. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a good trip, man. It's it's really nice up there, and you know, like we were done for the night. We were looking at like stars. Like it was just super dark. You could see like so many stars up there, man. It was really cool. And then, you know, went to bed. And my friend Austin has two dogs. It's a uh, um Bud and Marley, and I took Marley in the tent with me, and he had Bud in the tent with him. And I just laid down probably like five minutes, you know, like still kind of like reading a book. You're still kind of up for a second. I was yeah. like reading a book on my phone trying to fall asleep. And then, dude, it was pretty cold. And I had a second sleeping bag over the top of Marley and myself on top of the other sleeping bag that was wrapped around me. And so Marley was all like tucked under there. And then I heard like some like a bunch of like rustling coming towards my tent, like probably like 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. And then... I turned off the light of my tent and like the rustling stopped and then I turned the light back on and then the rustling like kept like coming towards my tent and it was like 
15 like feet away and then like 10 feet away it almost sounded like it was kind of like slowly like trying to like stealthily make it towards my tent yeah red light and then (laughs) dude i was laying on my stomach and that's just kind of like how i fall asleep and i had my gun to the the left of my pillow and i had like my arms kind of like under my head like on my phone and i was just kind of like froze up for a second and i was like waiting to see like what was going to happen and then i was also waiting for marley to wake up and like see if like the dog would like sniff whatever it was and start like freaking out because that's kind of like why you bring a dog with you yeah but freaking marley was just out like not doing anything at all and like i just freaking kept listening to the sound and it was like five feet away and pretty soon like i froze up so much it got to the point where it was like a foot away from the tent and it like i could hear it sniff for a couple seconds and i like it felt like it was probably a three second event of me like just reaching over to grab my gun and like just start yelling like hey like get out of here and then i was like yelling at my friend austin and i was like wake up wake up and then i woke up the dog too but there was just like three seconds of whatever it was like it sniffed my head i don't know if it was a bear just a deer mountain lion whatever it was but it sounded a little bigger it wasn't a tiny sniff but like friggin' sniffed my head from like a foot away and i was when like go <laughs> freaking sassy dude <laughs> sassy stuff <laughs> he's like oh head and shoulders watch no but you heard the dude it was so scary i remember i just like cocking my gun and i was just like i had my flashlight oh jesus yeah i had it fully cocked man but took a look outside couldn't find nothing whatever it was i scared it off with you know yelling i mean if it was a bear or whatever it was like in the long run, that's like how you want to do it, you know. Try and scare them off with your voice and not yeah. have to shoot them yeah. at all. But dude, it was a pretty scary experience. Oh, and then I kind of like froze you know? up for a second, you know. But but yeah, was it was a freaking freaky story. Uh, woke all of us up. <laughs> pretty good one. And then there was another uh, actually story that we had. Me and my wife, and um, it's my niece too, but it's uh, you know, my brother's. My, my brother-in-law's daughter and we went boating up there on bighorn canyon and we docked up on uh it's called um it's called like bull basin or something like that bull canyon is what they call it yeah and uh that's my... where you saw me because i hang out there all the time <laughs> nice, no, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that i remember bull, that. you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah they call me jordan because i'm on my bullshit you get it <laughs> we docked the boat and everything and we were fishing there for a second and all of a sudden this guy from like in the middle of the lake just like starts yelling at us and i'm like oh like what's up like waving at him and he's like hey and he just like keeps yelling i'm like dude like what's up and he just keeps pointing and like i look over and it looked his daughter was like paddle boarding out there (laughs) and then pretty soon I, i like finally pan over and look up the ridge and uh bull canyon is one of the only places in bighorn canyon with an actual shore mm-hmm. and looked up the actual like shore in the hill and see this these two baby cubs and this mama bear just working their way down the hill towards us and at this point they were like 100 feet away from us and i had my boat like tied around a big boulder and everything and i was like oh shit and, like hopped out of my boat and like Toss the boulder into the water and like push my boat off and dude my boat 
it's kind of an older boat. It's like a 97, like crest liner thingy. Um, it's, it's, it's a decent boat, you know, it gets me like fishing and wakeboarding, doing whatever I want. Don't be boat, modest. But, it's a great boat. And it, dude, it did start the first three times when I was trying to get out of there away from that bear. It's so a good it, boat. It was like, we'll say it's good. <laughs> it was, it was pretty scary, but I had a couple interesting bear experiences the other ones weren't so bad it was just kind of like saw the bear and they kind of walked walking down the hill tonight <laughs> we feast i know right <laughs> dude we were just eating lunch and all that stuff at that point too i was like i had a sandwich oh, you guys were looking plump dude, <laughs> dude i like i dropped that, my sandwich and everything the <laughs> bear was mouth watering <laughs> coming down the hill throw the bear a beer I'm like, my man's out. is running as humanly possible. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's it's part of like going out there. Do, that's that's where the bears live. That just happens to be where I like to camp you, and fly fish. Their territory. The exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, trying to stay precautionary and do whatever I can to try and avoid those situations. So what and, Tristan's trying to say is. He's fucking deadly. That's all he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah, deadly. Yeah. Dude, deadly. honestly, I got a 10 mil, and I honestly feel pretty deadly when I'm walking around with that thing. All right, I'm going to tell you guys my paranormal story before we jump into this episode. <clears throat> so, uh, I know you guys, I kind of tell my uh, sleep stories or whatever, my um, dreams, my dream cast. I used to have a lot of bad sleep paralysis, kind of told you guys on that. You can go back and listen to it. I don't know where, which episode or whatever. It's pretty early. But this was probably like a couple of weeks ago. I woke up and then I was standing in the corner of my room, but I was looking down at myself and my family and everybody sleeping. The The whole area was green and like the room, everything. I looked at myself and I thought, oh, I'm like astral projecting right now. Like, so I turned around and I ran down the hallway and I got into the living room and I was like, Oh, this is freaky. Like, it was kind of scary. And then everything, like, started kind of, like, shaking, like, the whole house. And then um, it scared me. So I took off running back to my room. And, then, like, I jumped back into my body. Then I woke up. That was kind of my little experience of my first time astral projecting. Huh. That's pretty crazy. Do you feel like, I don't know. wonder if it was, like, a lucid dream. Uh-huh. I lucid dream all the time. Um like and my dreams are basically like GTA, like GTA for real. <laughs> like, I run around, around just be do, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like super hyper realistic. <clears throat> I get mad sometimes because in my dreams I'll wake up and I'll get ready for work. I'll make my coffee. I'll to start the car. I'll do all the things that I'm supposed to be doing, and then I'll wake up and then I didn't do any of that stuff. But it felt so real that I thought I did it. it. And then I'm like, fuck, <laughs> now I have to go do that? Yeah. I already did it, like, in my dream, in, in my, my mind, mind movies. <laughs> in my mind movies. So, yeah, that's one part I hate about lucid, or not lucid dreaming. Yeah, lucid dreaming. Yeah, I guess that's kind of my update that I really had. So, without further ado, we bring to you, brothers and sisters, we stand before you today to talk about this, uh, what should we call it? Hot topic. Oh, hot topic? Hot topic. Yeah. Let us gingerly touch the tips of our swords. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we did it in real life, though. Oh. 
<laughs> Very gingerly. But um, for a long time, I've been wanting to bring up this topic. I've been just kind of like waiting for the right time. I have been kind of researching this for a while. You know, you guys know like COVID happened. Uh, every week there was a new headline. But in the mists of that. Of Avalon? Yeah, in the midst of Avalon, um, they just dropped a bombshell and said, UFOs are real and we don't know what they are and they exist. And uh, who well, like, do we have to thank for that? They're, they're yeah, probably like the just US... trying to distract us from Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be one, but it was Trump in office at the time. So Yeah, so like, what was it, 2017, like the New York Times came out with like the, you know, the UFO kind of like stories and all that stuff and yeah. talked about those videos and everything sightings yeah the pentagon program like reveals that they have a you know air force program where they're looking into it and uh and before you go any further did you see the guys the space force logo that they just put out well there's a uh, advanced aerospace threat identification program yeah and it's then like there's a, a ufo a- in a- the a- corner there or whatever kit yeah, and then like, what is it, April twenty twenty or whatever? We say it looks like a UFO. No, like they have all of like they have like a rocket, they have like a airplane. I don't know. Can you pull this up and then show Jesse? It's like the uh, the logo for. I thought it was um, Space Force. Like, there's literally a UFO in their government logo, like yeah. for their patch. Huh. Kind like of a little saucer. Kind of like how the UN is a flat Earth map. Yeah. Ooh. UN is flat Earth. But that's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. We went that way with uh, Dustin, remember? You went that way with him. Oh, that's messed Ooh. up. That's messed up. Why are you burning him? Why are you trying to you're trying to burn me, but you're attacking Dustin. He can't, he can't defend himself here. Well, you... If you're not here, you're free to get burned like that, you know. <laughs> you're already in the fire. <laughs> oh, I don't see it. Oh, let me see. I saw it on TikTok. Can you point it towards? I saw it on the internet, oh, no. so it must be true. Uh, maybe you. It was a different. That logo. looks like a, that out. looks like Star Trek. They came out. Yeah, that looks like Star Trek. But then, very uh, Star Trek. Photos right there. Maybe it was a different organization. See, there is a Star Trek logo right there next to that one. I think it was a different organization. Then, I wonder if it's it the a, one I was talking about. The it may, yeah, try the A tip one that you were the talking AA about. The A tip or whatever. The double A tip. Oh yeah, sick. <laughs> it's never just a tip. <laughs> you guys are worried about depth. I'm just. <laughs> they say just a tip is like saying just a sip. Oh. <laughs> just the tip. Just... <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, keep it. Keep it. Own that. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> uh, go off, King. I don't see it. I don't really don't see it. Man, whoa. Oh. I saw oh. it on... Oh, here it is. Did you find yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's that's basically what uh, no, it's supposed no, to be about, though. Uh, that's not the one. Yeah, so Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program has a whole UFO in there with two boobies behind it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it's called. Maybe I can find it on it's like one TikTok of those, really uh, fast. Oh, like I can skip this and edit forward if I need to. But you guys can um, talk if you really want to. But 
What is that called with the two circles that converge? That diagram? Venn diagram? Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good old school terms. Mm-hmm. How they're related and how they're... Well, that's what it looks like to me, but they're like barely converging on that UFO in the middle. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you guys see the videos that they like released out? Like, they're... It was the pill video. That was like the pill UFO. <laughs> And then no, there was the, like the Commander Favor one where it was uh he was flying over the Atlantic and then they ended up uh he was flying a fighter jet ended up catching that UFO on video and it went from like it's like freaking seven thousand feet. I probably down to one feet. saw all of them. Yeah, yeah. I probably saw all of them I just you know, in passing. Mm-hmm. But like those were the two videos specifically that they like released back. It was in like a, it's like a it wasn't like a video like yeah. live action like well imagery wasn't it kind of like uh those were the ones that the pentagon released a lot of radar and like telemetry data too well the well the one that they showed that was in black and white that was the fighter jet one that was i was talking recording about. of the camera and the yeah jet? and they're, like he was on joe rogan that actual commander i guess favorite. i didn't see that then yeah well those cameras are there the imagery is never that great yeah yeah they freaking released a freaking. This is three, the new logo that they have. Mm-hmm. And this lady. 360 pixel freaking video. You might have seen this by now, but the U.S. Air Force National Intelligence Manager has released its new logo to include a UFO. On September 24th, Twitter user Jeremy Corbell noticed the new logo on the official website. Though not picked up by most of the media, Huffington Post said that the new logo comes when they are forced to acknowledge aerial phenomenon. On the official website, they released a video describing the new logo, but never see. mentioning the flying saucer. Now, this is great news for those of us that are sick of the lies and are ready for alien disclosure to happen. But so this one is that Commander Fravor video I was talking about. So he was, oh, a good old Etsy. Is it the one where he's like, "Oh my God," like that? Yeah. It just shows it like rotating. It looks like a flying guinea pig. It looks like a top. You know, like a tabletop where you spin it? Yeah. Whoa, it's like spinning. So, like, the thing is, is, like, everyone's, like, it has no exhaust. Like, no heat signature coming out of it. And then people are, like, you know, saying UFOs can... They're over the Atlantic. They can fly underwater and everything, too. Yeah. Probably some alien teenagers stole the mom and dad's ship, taking it for a ride, messing with the humans. So, like, one of the guys broke down, like, what happened, and he said it went from, like, I think it was, like, 7,000 feet in the air down to, like, 1,000 feet. Or, no, down to one foot I was gonna say above, above, above water. Yeah, and, like, you know, and the G-forces behind that, like, how, yeah. how, how does that happen? Was there actually a human in that? Was it a drone? One like, theory was it a, I heard was that... Was it a UFO? They're either, uh, like, drones from yeah, another yeah. planet, or 
like what um kind of getting you have into to have it some later. type of inertial oh. dampening feel one of, yeah. one of the other countries technology. actually has technology like that like, that's kind we'll, of scary we'll kind of get too. into that get into this later in the episode but then they're talking about how there's a time warp like a force field that they have around these and they can bend space and time and to us it's like it looks like they're just jumping super fast to one point to the other it, it, it's like space and time is nothing when you're in that bubble to them they're not moving yeah to space them they're not moving. moving yeah yeah that's like interstellar stuff yeah almost, where like you're moving at a certain speed time moves differently mm-hmm. um, well what is that like that's einstein's time space continuum theory yeah theory of rel- relativity yeah you know well time space continuum well it's like, a way around it's a way around the theory of relativity. Yeah, yeah. How, like, because um, theory of relativity, when you when you're approaching light speed, your mass becomes infinite, so you really can't accelerate to light speed. You can accelerate almost up to light speed, but once you reach light speed, your mass is then your booty begins to bleed. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Your booty is infinite. Why, is, why, why are you going that way? I don't know. That's what your booty is. We need, my mind. We need Dustin sorry. here to say, <laughs> Booty's forever. <laughs> Booty's forever tonight. No, Justin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude. Keep on track. On track. Stay on track. All right. But uh, yeah, I guess you guys are probably wondering why we gathered you here today. <laughs> well, that would be yeah. We I were mean, talking about UFOs, but I would. I don't. Even, I mean, of course, we don't have that technology, so we don't know. But I would think that if you're flying, like if you're here on Earth, you're in atmosphere, right? You're you're flying through the atmosphere. I feel like that type of tech might cause some sort of disruption around wherever you're at you know what i mean and i mean maybe it, i mean we don't know how it works what if it's it us work. from the future i've heard that theory these are too. our time, these it, are it, our time would, i would machines. i would assume like because the earth has because gravity and anti-gravity is everywhere mm. maybe it's some kind of manipulation of gravity the power of gravity mm. you know that they're able to harness I don't know. I mean, but that would that would tie into maybe like an inertial dampening technology too. Well, that's like you know you got to think. There's no heat signature from the video or anything like. There's no exhaust. Yeah, and then there's like apparently they can move like underwater. Like there's video footage of them coming up out of water and flying in to and out of the Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah, because our propulsion is based off of like combustion rocketry. Yeah, we're you know, combustion jet, engines. Jet engines, tur- yeah. turbine engines. Yeah. You know, we're using fuel. We're burning yeah, exactly. fuel in the exhaust is propelling exactly. jets, rockets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's beyond anything. That's why I say I think it would be some kind of manipulation of the power of gravity yeah, to yeah. move. Or it could like be some kind, of, some kind of... Uh, some kind of a this goes on a whole i mean i don't know i look at all kinds of stuff because i'm really interested in like uh interstellar travel things like that yeah yeah so this could go along the lines of the types of uh light engines that they're actually developing right now where they're using a particle basically a particle accelerator Uh to to move the, the the concept is like say like put a put a a weight 
in a box with a spring, right? Yeah. And the springs are attached to the outside of the box. And if you pull the weight to one side and you let it go, mm-hmm. the momentum is going to cause the cause it to move, right? Yeah. When it when it hits the other end, the yeah. weight of the momentum is going to shove it forward. Yeah. So if you take particles and you accelerate them and slow them down, so like in a loop, right? Or like a figure eight. Yeah. Is this... if, you, if you're taking these particles and you, you accelerate them one direction, when they hit the end of that loop at near light speed, their mass is going to increase, right? Is this related to that thing going on in like the Geneva? You're again? talking about CERN. CERN, yeah. No, yeah. One, no, one direction gives me an erection. It's the same technology. Same kind of concept. It's the same technology, different. but it's okay. not. They're not going to be smashing the particles. Yeah. You're moving them one direction at light speed. Yeah, because like CERN, they're like moving then, them in like a circle. Yeah, well, yeah. they're they're colliding them. It's yeah. a super collider. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hadron. But that's for another episode. Hadron you guys collider. don't get too Yeah, that's a, whole another, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, but yeah. The whole concept is when it's going one way and it's it's looping back, right? Yeah. The 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 inertia, I guess, the force of that the particles mm-hmm. are going to create momentum, and in space, because rockets move very little because of very little atmosphere, you're in a vacuum, mm-hmm. etc. It's supposed to allow the ship to accelerate to near light speed. I think they were saying. I heard it would take like 50 years for it to get too close enough to the speed of light. And then it would take 50 years to slow it back down. Even in general, like speed of light, like relatively to like the universe. Well, I would, I would think if the concept works, if the concept works in one direction, it can work in the other. It's still better than what we got. But I mean, so. one direction works here on earth. I mean, one they may have a lot of good hits. Yeah, that's true. A lot of good so, hits. Yeah. One way trip. Yep. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I don't even know how I don't know how how accurate this is, but Elon Musk is one of the people that's really interested in this because he wants to he wants to colonize Mars, right? Yeah. And right now, colonizer at the, at the quickest uh, at the quickest best window of opportunity to fly to Mars, which happens like every two years. I think it's like a six month journey. Yeah, one way, right? Yeah, and a lot of factors can ruin those launch days. Yeah, storms, you know, things like that. You know can ruin that but if you have a ship that is close to light speed capability he's saying that you could reach mars in 12 minutes Jesus. would be the trip which would reduce the amount of uh you know being exposed to cosmic radiation things like that you know mm-hmm. of course we don't know how well the technology would work. I mean, it would be run through freaking space meteorites and blow the shit Or we don't even know if that space actually exists. And we're how, just looking how at the firmament. Yeah. How would our bodies handle that? Because to even handle rocket propulsion, like you have to go through certain G-force training to even handle that. How would that compare you know, going 100 times faster? Right. Well, we don't even know how, the, how quickly it would accelerate too. I mean, yeah, there would have to be some kind of a I mean, what would you say? Six days? Six hours? Well, no. That's what I'm saying. He's saying the ship would take 12 minutes. 12 minutes. 12, 12 minutes, minutes to get there. To to get there and everybody's bodies are just on the back all smashed. <laughs> so they like that's, a thing, to that's a thing with space, too. Yeah. You're in a vacuum. So technically, I don't know how much gravity you feel yeah. from the 
the acceleration in I mean, space. I mean, initial G-force off Earth would be very well. You crazy, th- well, yeah. that this is probably all pending some kind of a space launching location yeah. too. You're not going to want to launch your. You're going to have to have a moon base or some big space station to launch off of because you don't want to be launching from Earth yeah. to go to Mars at that point. Yeah. At that point, when you if you get to that level, it'd be like Star Wars. Remember when they have those little pods and they. Those so circles. so there's another another and theory like take off. super cool yeah. there's yeah, another theory yeah. and this goes back to covid as well right there was this guy back in the 60s that worked out that you can you can manipulate space and time uh-huh. using a create to create a bubble to manipulate time so you can basically like you said you can move through space by bending it right mm-hmm. warping yeah but he said the power you need would he said you need a, a certain amount of mass like like to generate right to to create this energy that you need he said you basically would need the mass of a solar system to move an object but dyson sphere that that could that could work too but but he uh there's this guy during covid he went back into the he went back into the math and he started reworking it and and trying different things and he worked out i can't remember the full details it's been a while since i read that he worked out that it is possible without using a mass, massive uh, object or something with a mass that's equivalent of like freaking a giant sun or something. Mm-hmm. But what you need instead, I think, is uh, what do you need instead? I'd have to go back and research it. But anyway, he worked out that it's possible, right, without the the other calculations that a scientist made and then some other scientists that were trying to I don't even know what they're trying to do to be honest but they basically created one of those bubbles mm-hmm. it was very small and they created a like a space time bubble and they size doesn't matter I know I know it's okay <laughs> I know that's what you've heard but anyway <laughs> It's enough. <laughs> the tight ones. But basically, anyway. but basically, uh, but, but basically, they worked out that it's possible, right? And somebody actually made one of them, and it was like, a, I don't know, it was probably like freaking, I don't even know what research they were doing. I, I really, it's just really interesting to me because if you can, if you can warp space and time, then technically you're getting away from having to worry about so much about shielding because you're going to be moving space by you instead of traveling through space direct, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, it's really... And with using these certain, like, okay, one of the closest, uh, I don't even know the names of them, Elf in like the Alpha Centauri system, like Proxima B or some other planet or something like that. They're saying that one of those close habitable like planets, it would only take like four years to travel there. Going the speed of light? Going almost the speed of light. Yeah. Right? With the top, with the warp bubble, we don't even know. That could be even faster. That could be faster than light. We don't even know how fast that the capability of that is yet. Yeah. Because technically, you're not breaking the laws, the speed you're of light. It. So, yeah. You're manipulating. Anyway, that's that actually ties into UFO stuff because we don't know how they operate. So, we're trying to figure out. 
hence the name UFO. UFOs. Or UAP is what they've kind of But every formerly UFO, everybody knows UFO. Yeah. But the new terminology aerial phenomenon. The UAP. new terminology that the military and all them are putting out UAPs, you know. I mean, that's just goes to show that they actually are looking into it if they're yeah. renaming it themselves. I guess it's Well, they have knowledge, so we don't even know the extent of that knowledge. If you go back to uh, Bob Lazar, yeah. in his, in his uh, you know, I guess you could say his claims. Well, that's what I was talking about like earlier, too, was like Project Blue Book was like the Air Force's investigation into UFOs, which started back in June 24th, 1947. That's when like the government itself started investigating all these stories. There was a lot of like actual military accounts and project blue book is the military account of ufos in general and like there's just so many different like instances like dr jacques valet is like the guy that headed all of it and um he has like so many documents like for example back in 1996 here in montana um from project blue book uh essentially so since this was like a classified um project essentially um there's a thing called the freedom of information act so after 50 years they declassify things and that's how you know here in 2017 obviously things in 1966 and 1947 all that stuff's going to start getting declassified so you know back in 1996 here in montana yeah like you know we might learn about that later you know who knows? No, they they moved it up. They're not going to release. It. That's crazy. That. Yeah, that's crazy. So here here in Montana, apparently, so from Project Blue Book's Maelstrom Air Force Base, there was um apparently a UFO deactivated some nukes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like messed with some nukes, and then there was like another North Dakota nuke base that like a couple days later that they messed with, and then after that there was like this other place called like Bentwater. Um, there was a couple like things all revealed out of that Project Blue Book, and they like released all these different events that had happened, and they were all military accounts. And um, you know, there's obviously more detail into each one of them. Um, and like the bent water, apparently there was like legit audio from like the guys that like went over there, and like I guess there was a UFO that was. 10 15 feet off the ground and this whole like unit of military guys were sitting there and they went to go investigate it and this one guy had actual audio of them like walking up and be like oh my god like what is this thing and hmm. they were talking about it and they all like started freaking out and i guess it was like a super bright light just like floating in the forest they said it looked wow. like i don't want you to get too into too much stories because i feel like these could be episodes oh yeah yeah so but what you're well, I'm this picking is up what like, you're putting down. It's you know, we're talking legitness. about Tom DeLonge here, and you know, we're talking about how he started doing all this work. Yeah. And, you know, is he related to the release yeah. of you know this 2017? So story? having that, having said that, having having brought him up, let's get into it. Uh, let, imagine it's mid 90s. You're uh, how old were you in the mid 90s, Jesse? What were you like? Like 15, 14, 13, somewhere around there? Teenager. Okay. I was born in 95. You're born in the mid-90s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you hear songs playing on the radio while you're being born. 
So I'm, what I'm the radio to, or songs? Both. <laughs> I'm trying to set the mood here. Um, you you set start hearing Adam's song. You start hearing um, Blink 182 songs. Songs coming out of uh, San Diego, Poway, and uh, <clears throat> all the you hear all, things. You hear all the small all the things small coming things. out. Oh yeah, and, small uh, things. As you get older, because I, I think that's a few years down the road. Ninety-nine. You were walking by then. Yeah. Uh, I guess I got to get going. You guys can continue without me. It's fine. Um, I think I contributed enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to take off. Uh, leave you guys in good hands here. And I'll try to be back for the next one. I'll try to get here earlier. All right. So where were we at? Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys, if there Tom? was like an abrupt like break there. But uh, yeah, Jesse had to leave. Um, but Zach pooped his pants. Yeah, I pooped my pants. No. But we're we're back now, guys. It's mid '90s. You hear a punk rock band come on the road. They're taking the uh, radio waves by storm. Everybody Say, knows who they you? are. Where are you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. They're there. They're here. Like uh, their mom took your drum set away. It's not a phase. Yeah, this is who you are. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. And we're talking about Blink 182 and tom DeLong. so now tom DeLong, he started the band in 1990 and they got their first uh record label deal in 92 but he's always been like a i don't know the words to say it like enthusiast a, enthusiast there you go yeah. there you go thank you and i remember him like we watched listen to a podcast um i forget what it's called I'll, I'll reference it at the end but um he said as soon as he got his first paycheck he went to go and buy a computer so that he could research UFOs and like paranormal stuff from him and just hearing how he talks about it. Like it's his passion. Like he loves it. Like researching UFOs just as much as he's like on stage and like performing in front of a live crowd. So he, he's like very passionate about it. And in 2015, I know I'm kind of, dropping a bunch of dates on you guys he he goes on a, a a camping trip or he him and his friends they all get high and they all start looking towards like the sky and they're trying to like wait for ufos to fly by they're all praying they're chanting so ufos can show up and nothing happens they go to bed but in the middle of the night he wakes up and he just hears like thousands of voices like just so much that he can't hear himself think and uh, he's wondering kind of what, what that is. And the next morning he gets up and kind of talks to his friends and they're like, did you guys have like a weird experience last night? Did you guys hear that? And they're like, yeah, all the voices. And he's like, yeah. And so it, it pushes him to that point where it's like, this is real. Like I need to dig deep into this. Like I'm passionate about this. I'm ready to go. I got the money, the resources. And so, he starts kind of making connections, calling around, calling in favors, talking to people. And he leaves the band that year and starts a company called To The Stars. And To The Stars is, it's a academy for arts and sciences. And uh, it's an entertainment media company with an alien technology research division. I mean, it, it's it's his passion project that's kind of what he th this is what he wanted to do he left blink 182 to do this and a lot of people made fun of him for it. a lot of people were saying like oh he's gonna go broke after this yeah whatever blah 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 but 
I mean, he's responsible for a lot of the UFO sightings, the UFO videos that are coming out now today. And the main reason why the government is coming forward and saying, yeah, UFOs are real. So you have Tom DeLonge to thank because of that. I mean, it's 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 pretty wild. Like the 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 stuff he did just to prove to everybody that I'm into this. I know this is real, and here you guys go. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I remember him. He was kind of, um, there was a thing called WikiLeaks, and the, at, this is the point last time where it, uh, the, the episode crapped out, so hopefully it, it goes through this time, but there's a thing called WikiLeaks that happened back in 2016, uh, when the presidential election was going on. Emails between Hillary Clinton, Killary, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 for all you uh, conspiracy theorists, yeah. um, her campaign manager, John Podesta, him and Tom were like sending emails back and forth, kind of vaguely talking about meeting about a certain thing. And they it was top secret that they needed to talk about. But their emails were leaked because of the WikiLeaks. They don't want to be known. What we <laughs> can do is judge their actions. He was like scared because there was a lot of like backlash on him that his name even got brought up in the DNC leaks. It kind of he he talks about it now how he just kind of schmoozed his way through like kind of having meetings with high up government officials like he started yeah, I'm going to take a meeting with uh John Podesta next week about this topic of secret UFOs and stuff like that. And I was wondering if you had time like you need to explain who John Podesta is, real quick. All right, go ahead. Explain, explain away. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't know? No. Oh, okay. Oh, John Podesta. He was uh, Hillary Clinton's um, campaign manager. He's also um, I don't even really know too much about him. I just know he played a key role in this because he was her campaign manager. I think he might be a governor or senator. I'm not sure, but he's in politics. Okay. So, he is an American political consultant who has served as the senior advisor for President Joe Biden for clean energy. He's part of the Democratic Party. He has three kids. His relative is Tony Podesta. His president (laughs) is Joe Biden. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's who he is. He's gone. Yeah. And apparently, he's like super into the sci-fi. And I guess he had like a party for his birthday that he invited all these politicians over. And they had to dress as like um, the X Files because like he's super into the X Files, and he showed up as um, Agent Mueller. Or is it is it Mueller? I'm lost because it's Scully. I want to say it's Mueller. Like he would send emails, got emails, would talk to uh, John Podesta about this stuff, and then he would go to other politicians or other people that were in like the CIA in the Pentagon that had access to all of this information. And he would say, I'm meeting with John Podesta next week, but I have time this week. Do you think you can uh, meet me? We can talk over uh, some of this secret stuff. This is what we're talking about. And people would be like, well, if he's talking to him about that, then sure, I'll talk to him. And then he would talk to like these lower people. And then he would go to John Podesta and say like, hey, I'm talking to these people. They're giving me information. 
we need to have a meeting because actually he didn't have an actual meeting with him. He would just was trying to get his foot in the door this whole time. So he was kind of like using them for leverage and they were telling him stuff about the whole UAP, UF, like UFO stuff and giving him information. And he goes on Joe Rogan and him and Joe Rogan are kind of having the conversation and they're talking about like, yeah, uh, it, it, it it gets to like UFOs and stuff, and Tom's like a theory. Yeah, he's being really vague about his stuff because he doesn't want to give up like who he's talking to, all the meetings that he has, or like any. Try not to just give too much up, but like Joe, it, he's really skeptical of Tom at this time, and he's like, uh, "Well, how do you know? Like, what's going on here? What's going on there? Like." Yeah, you're not really giving me too much to work with, blah, blah, blah. And they bring up videos of, like, UAPs flying around. And he's like, so Tom just explains that the UAPs that they're seeing on the screen are uh, using artificial gravitational bubble. And they're warping time and space. Joe's like, how do you know this? And he's just like, I can't tell you. And he's like, well, who told you this? And he's, I can't tell you. And then Joe just kind of laughs it off all the time. And so he finally gets frustrated. And, and Tom just says, see what my company does. And weeks later, to the stars, Tom's company releases uh, the f- the footage of um, two fire fighter pilots that you were talking about. I think mm-hmm. that was in 2015? 2017. Uh, no, the, oh yeah, that's when it was released in 2017. I think it happened in 2015. Yeah, but it happened in 2015 yeah. off the coast of Florida. Two fire fighter pilots captured a video of what Scott. looks like a dark oval top spinning. Yeah, uh, Commander fl- Fravor. And yeah. That guy was actually on Joe Rogan personally. Wow. Yeah. I need to watch that. But it was really good. This UAP was floating against the wind, which the wind was at 120 miles an hour. And... It was rotating, like just, I don't know, like we saw the video earlier. Like it was well, pretty. It was crazy. going in one direction and at the same time, like rotating. Yeah. So it was going from a 45 to a straight to a 90 degree while going in the same direction. So normally, if a plane did that, it would turn directions, but it, it was still staying in the same linear line while rotating. Yeah. And there was like, you know, we were talking about earlier, there was no heat signature, no exhaust coming off of it. And the government hits back with their famous line, I can neither confirm nor deny. And so it's kind of just left at that. But what that does, what like his company going through and getting all of the Freedom of Information Acts and being able to just leak that video and not just leak it, but show that video to the public. Well, you know, actually, in April 2020, like we were talking about, like, you know, the year of COVID, the U.S. uh, Defense Department actually confirmed that those videos were real and that they actually don't know what those objects were were in that video. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking at the time, though. They were the ones that were like, oh, yeah, we can't. Yeah, back in 2017 and then 2020 comes around. They're like, you know, those. Yeah. That's those videos released. They they were every week of COVID. There really have something going on. So I think they were like, let's squeeze that in there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was election going on. There was COVID going on. There were so many different things happening that was like, you know, they were slipping all these other UFO things in there, too. And it was just like, you know, by the way, you know that video we let out that that was really real yeah and you know that's 
We have a whole aerospace program by the Air Force that looks in and investigates some of these different instances that happen. And, you know, to this point, it's like nowadays, you know, it was just like everyone's like, oh, yeah, I have an experience. Like I have this picture. And, you know, I remember my grandpappy like told me about this or whatever, you know. And then nowadays it's like you got to have like video footage, something like raw data, like it's got a raw dog it nowadays yeah <laughs> there's so much more to prove that like they're real nowadays and well you Your know that we, we don't know what they are and there's so many instances with like different pilots and um a lot of stuff is being disclassified that is proving that you know there's things flying out there that we don't know exactly what they are you know is it some kind of weather phenomenon like what if that really is real? <laughs> eh, no probably not but things are fine out there that we don't exactly know what they are and you know if you really think about the expanse of our universe the likeliness of something being out there is very likely yeah and especially if they like we were talking about earlier if they have access to that anti-gravity technology like mm -hmm. they can make it here in no time like yeah and then the fact that they're able to find us within the expanse yeah, of the vast universe right? is very interesting you know and like it makes me wonder all the time like i kind of think about it like you know what if they're looking at us and just kind of like observing us like how we we observe animals and zoos yeah and stuff like yeah that, or, or like a colony of ants or yeah. something like that you know like it's kind of scary creepy to think about or what if it is like technology from another country and there's no aliens out there and it's really just us. that's even more scary i feel like i think it is yeah i think it's a little scary to think about like there's a whole universe out there and like we're really it like this is as far as it gets best as it gets my cousin uh did a paper in um college and he was telling me about it and they were uh talking about uh, like this and if aliens existed how would you want to react to them what do you think the best reaction was and i don't know it was like a writing class yeah and that was the topic so he just said like uh i wouldn't want to interact with them i like if we got a signal that like respond back if you're if there's people here kind of thing uh -huh. he was like i wouldn't want to respond because if you see how us as humans react when we've found new land or we found a new continent or we've had western expansion we've showed up with more better technology and we've just killed everybody there and gave claimed diseases it as ours, and, yeah, yeah. claimed it as our own like i feel like honestly like i agreed with him because that's probably what would happen like the aliens would be like oh we didn't didn't even know you guys were here yeah hi hello like this place yeah. is ours now bye guys there, there's and enslave us yeah there's different theories about aliens you know like i was talking about earlier what if they're like us from the future yeah what if they're all sasquatch i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> hey at least that's they our, have hair man that's yeah. our future selves dude that's our fully evolved selves that's but what the, we're gonna become the war wages on still that like does sasquatch have hair in his butt crack of course he does i don't know i don't like that's what that me poor and, guy no wonder he doesn't want to be seen that's what me and Dustin were kind of talking about. Like, does he have hair in his butt crack? And, like, how does he wipe? How does it Bidet. go? And then I was talking about clapping Sasquatch cheeks at the time. Episode nice. one. You guys go back and listen. Nice. Um, and 
because he was hearing the thunderous sound of wood clapping. So I said that was just some Sasquatches clapping cheeks. Clapping cheeks, Doug. He was like, no, it would be sound detonating. My jungle, but he yeah. See, and then he disagreed with me. (laughs) Just (laughs) see, he disagreed with me. He said it would be sound deadening that it it wouldn't be that loud because there's hair in the butt crack. And I said, but how would they wipe? Like that, you they'd be walking around with like shit hair on their back, you know? Like, dude, I, I think there would still be some clapping with some hair there. I think so too. Dude, power. Power Bigfoot strokes. Power clapping. <laughs> Power Bigfoot clapping, dude. He, he would do it. If it settles. Gonna it do settles. It, he's he's going to get my it case. done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Court adjourned. <laughs> no, but uh, getting back to, like, you know, obviously, like, the technology and how would they find us. It is interesting to think about, like, how far we've come with technology in the past hundred years. Yeah. Like. Super fast. Is the fact that we've created the nuclear bomb or whatever brought more attention to Bridget us? Paperclip. Watch out for a new yeah, episode. Yeah. I mean, what brought attention to us? I mean, you watch Ancient Aliens. Have they always been around? Like, you know, you think yeah. about the pyramids. Like, how did they get built? You know, like people talk about, you know, what if we've regressed in technology? There's like theories of like, you know, what if there was ways to move large objects with sound you know they, oh, t- yeah, they talk about that, that all the yeah, time they're like that. you know with sound enchanting they like moved objects all the time like what if that's like something that we could possibly be rediscovering that's like something tesla was looking into mm-hmm. like possible you know like sound vibration things that you can actually cause physical things to move with sound and did you see that one dude Apparently, just using sound, he created a portal, like mm-hmm. from his bedroom to like the Sonora Desert or something like that. Like he was like, "What?" He was like, "Do you guys know where that is? I know where exactly where that's at." And like he created a portal. What the fuck? Yeah, what? like he put it on like his uh, uh, on TikTok. Wait, like okay, okay. Like he plays like, how how exactly was it a portal though? Like. Well, he sounds, he plays these sounds and vibrations. Like, I don't know if it's real, but it seems okay, real. Okay. And he puts the speaker above his bed and it's playing these real loud sounds, certain tones, vibrations. Mm-hmm. And then you see this little speck of light show above his bed and above that speaker and that it just starts growing very slowly. Mm-hmm. And then he like moves closer to it and it's almost like how, uh, like a circle, like he can walk around it and it's almost like a, um, like a bubble, yeah. but he can see into another place on the earth. And he was like, I know exactly where that's at. And then I guess he's still missing to this day after he posted all those videos. Like nobody knows where he's at. He's never updated anything ever since. Who is that again? I have no idea what his name is or his account, but uh, he like created a portal in his bedroom. What? Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> that is crazy. So. I remember uh, watching this one UFO documentary. Um, one of my friends from work uh, recommended it to me, and I, I actually can't remember the exact name of it. I think it came out in like 2020, something like that. But uh, you know, he's kind of sounding crazy, but you know, he could have been talking some truth too, and he's talking about how aliens control their spaceships with their mind, mm-hmm. and they can like completely telepathically communicate with their UFO. And move it to where they want to move it completely through like telecommunication. 
and um, pretty much this like whole documentary led up to like this group of people that they essentially go out and camp and they will essentially summon ufos is like what they call it and yeah yeah they'll like think about where a ufo might be in like the closest next galaxy and they'll be like okay we're direct us direct the ufo here to milky way galaxy direct it to our solar system direct it to earth direct it to united states i'm here in you know montana like i'm here in this city or on this mountaintop and then they'll be like oh yeah like i brought in a ufo and then i caught a video of it Hmm. and like this is like pretty much what this whole like documentary is all about and I don't know. It kind of reminded me about like what you were talking about with like Tom DeLonge. He's like, oh yeah, I got really high with some friends, and like pretty much this whole like documentary was about hippies that pretty much do that. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I pretty much. It was like almost a cult, dude. Like <laughs> they would get together and be like, oh yeah, like um yeah, we come out here and we all meditate and get weird and think about UFOs and do we we summon them. Where was this at again? Uh, um, how do you, how did we join? I, know, I right? mean, uh, asking for a friend. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I, I mean, I'm down to do it. I should <laughs> should have been doing it that other night to get rid of that bear, you know. <laughs> the UFO <Yeah>. safety. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> get me out of here. Get yeah. this bear out of here. Probe him. I'm uh, uh, do you think they ever probed animals? You know, they talk about uh, they've prob- had to. Dude, they talk about probing humans, you know. That, they, had we're to. the only ones that can communicate and talk about it, so I guarantee you like they <laughs> some poor squirrels like, like dude, yeah. this freaking weird thing had its way with me. Have you ever seen squirrels without tails, dude? Like Dude, there was this one squirrel that we used to live um I used to live at this apartment off Polly and uh, we called him a uh, Big Ball Bob. <laughs> he would freaking like be walking there and dude like his back legs like you know they kind of have a he had a bow stance literally like a whole bow bow dog like fucking pit bull stance and filled between those two legs were just like full balls dude like <laughs> we call them big ball bob and like Dude, I'd sit out there on my back That's patio. That's why you call me that, dude. I finally get it. <laughs> no, I'd be sitting out there, like, reading a book, or we'd have fires, you know, like, sitting out in our back patio, and be like, oh, yeah, there's Big Ball Bob. You know, dude, what if he got probed? <laughs> no, but for real, like, what if they, like, obviously, I don't know, discovering so much life on this earth, like, if they really are observing yeah, there, there's so much to observe, and they're like, "Oh, let's creep track of this duck." Yeah. I honestly think that they do because, just like we said earlier, how we go and we look at like new animals that are on our Earth. Yeah, yeah, and we try to track them. Like we'll put like cameras, or we'll put like tags, mm-hmm. or like little yeah, trackers birds. on animals, just so we can see how their habits are. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe there's a probe in one of us now. If you have a probe in you, like hit hit up the um podcast and just let us know if you're probed and if you're being tracked and just let us know how it's going i guess we all are it's your phone i'm just kidding oh Oh. (laughs) 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 jesus take us back where was i at um oh yeah yeah uh 
So after the release of that video of the two pilots that we were talking about, um, it just opened up the floodgates and just uh, it gave people in the military that were in service uh, at at the time and seeing and hearing about all these UFOs, it gave them like the confidence to come forward and share their stories and say, oh, I seen this. It's like, well, I was on radar this night, this night, this night, mm-hmm. and this is all the things I seen. It was like, oh, I was a pilot, and I seen this. And uh, there was, like, numerous pilots after this, uh, not just pilots, I guess, numerous. Well, there was also Project Blue Book that was, like, investigating into people. Yeah. And, like, documenting accounts that, some, you know, people from back in the 50s, 40s, you know, all the way up until this point, they were all documenting these different accounts that these separate military people had. And, you know, now that it's declassified, they're able to, like, actually talk to journalists about what happened and, you know, let it out to more of the public now that it's been just declassified. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been declassified if it wasn't for... To the Stars, a.k.a. Tom DeLonge. With them... Freedom of Information Act. So thank you, Papa Delong. Yeah, thank you, Papa. Delong. Papa Tom, he was there. He was there for us when we we Papa needed Tom. him. Papa Bless, man. If you know, yeah. you know, Papa Bless. <laughs> um, so I mean, that's kind of just like how really all that I had for notes. Uh, just I really wanted to cover Tom DeLong and all of his like how he was the one. Coming from this band in the 90s that was just so influential and everybody's like, if you grew up in the 90s, you heard of Blink-182. Yeah. And you know their songs. Um, They even had one album that I really like their name of their album was called Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And um, nice. nice. (laughs) Comedy. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) But um, well, I guess essentially what I'm getting to is that he came from this band uh, made something of himself, made all this money, and it was just so influenced by all these UFOs, by all of these UAPs, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Tried to go have experiences by himself, and nobody really took him serious. He wrote numerous books on this. He owns a media company. Like he, that, he finally got drove to the point to where he was like, "I need to put this out. Mm. People need to know." So. That's exactly what he did, and then we have all this information now today to thank for him. Yeah, and so I just like to say, oh, 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 Papa <laughs> Tom, oh, Papa Tom, hashtag Papa Bus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on from that, dude, have you ever had your own personal UFO experience? Like, have you ever? No, no, uh-uh. Like nothing at all, where you were just like, Man, I want to, but no, like just staring up at the sky and you know, something. There was one time when I was a little was kid, weird. I remember following an airplane and it went behind this little tiny cloud uh-huh. and then it didn't come out the other side. And I sat there and watched the cloud and then the cloud just disappeared and there was nothing behind it. Dang, and that that's like the only thing that ever happened but i made your butt clench a little yeah. bit yeah but i was like a little <laughs> tiny kid i was probably like less than 10 i want to say dang yeah um I, i've had two really yeah, yeah spew it brah okay so the first one I'm, I'm honestly really skeptical about um 
So I was like, it was a weird little lad, you know, about to 17. Um, but just chilling out there. We were cruising lodge grass. There's nothing to do. Oh, yeah. Hanging out with my uh, my cousins, you know, hanging out with Tiana, Calvin, and then uh, I think Zane was there too. But uh, anyways, we literally had nothing to do. I think it was like four or five o'clock. You know, you're bored of this shit. Like, you don't know what to do. So yeah. we're like, dude, like, you know, let's go up in the mountain. Like, let's go look at a 4-H pond. Like, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> let's go look at the water, you know, like nothing better to do. So went over there and went up to the lookout tower. Just looked around, you know, all bored. Yeah. Um, and we're like, all right, we should probably head down. Dude, by this point, like the sun was like going down, so I was like, we we should probably get out of here. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's probably a good forty minute drive down back into town, forty five minutes at least, you know, something like that. And um, we started making it down, and we had noticed like this extra like bright orange light, like. Right before we took off down the uh, lookout tower. Yeah. You know, we, it was, you know, if you look down, if you know the area, you know, you look down towards lodge grass there, there's the valley and, uh, you know, there's the ridge to the right, the ridge to the left. This orange light was hanging out on the ridge to the left. And um, we're like, what the heck is that thing? You know, and it was kind of like moving around and almost looked like a helicopter. I was like, what, what's going on out there? So we start to drive down the hill. Um, like I said, the lights on the left side of the ridge, and the road goes down on the right side of the valley. So lights up on the left side of the ridge. We're down, kind of on the right side of the valley, driving down. We start making it down, and we're all looking at this light making it down, and it's, it's kind of like moving around like a helicopter. Yeah, and. It actually, like, as we started making it a mile down the hill there, we noticed it was almost kind of following us, but it was staying on that high ridge. Mm -hmm. And it was moving down the hill with us, and we were like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) drive faster. (laughs) Yeah. Go faster. Like, we were starting to, like, all kind of freak out, and, like, all of us were looking at it, and... Dude, it, it just kind of kept, like, creeping on down yeah, that. Look back at it. Whoa. Look back I know. At it. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was kind of freaky. And, um, you know, we made it all the way back down the hill. And, dude, literally, it followed us the whole way down. And it stayed up on the left side of that ridge. And then we got down to that T where, like, the gravel hits the pavement. Mm-hmm. And then about there, it just freaking disappeared. You know, it was kind of like one of those things where you look back up towards the road where you're going and then look back, and then it was just, like, gone. Hmm. Like, just wasn't there anymore. And I don't know, like, what if it was a drone or something, you know? Like, I don't know. What if they're looking? Drones weren't really that prominent, like, Dude, so, yeah, that, that was, time, like, though. 2011. Yeah. Well, it was 2010, 2011. Like, they didn't really get big until, like, just a few years ago, like. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it was weird. It was weird. So like I, I try and explain that one, like I'm I'm still very skeptical about that one. That one is very weird. Obviously, I have other people that witnessed the same thing. And then uh, 
it was last year actually we took uh my boat up there to uh fort peck and then uh you know camped up there in fort peck the whole weekend on the way back actually um driving back and you know it's kind of hilly over there i don't know if you've ever driven up towards fort peck kind of like glendive that area uh, it, it's kind of like you know south remember. of billings here you know there's a lot of rolling hills, really grassy land area. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, we're driving on the road back, so you can kind of envision like like that's what kind of what Montana looks like. Obviously, the same kind of rolling hill situation going on over there. So we're coming up and down some hills, kind of thing, hitting like a little two lane highway, heading on our way back from Fort Peck back to Billings here. And um, dude, it was midday. Um, we left. Fort Peck at least at like nine o'clock in the morning Damn. and drove probably about two hours and it was probably like 11 almost noon and um I saw this kind of like gray it was like a silver saucer it, it I thought it was a helicopter and I was like dude like I didn't know they made the helicopters and it was it was stationary up in the air yeah and we kind of I like drove up one hill, kind of saw it, and then I went up over another kind of hill. And I was my wife was in the truck with me. I was like, "Hey, like you, you got to look at this thing. Like I'm, I'm not sure what this is." And then we went up over the other hill, and like she got a glimpse of it too. And like it was still kind of in the distance a little bit, and it was like kind of shimmering in the light. And then we went back down the hill a little bit. You know, it was rolling hills going on. And then we kind of lost sight of it going back down into another valley kind of thing. Yeah. And then we were like, what the heck is this thing? I was like, it doesn't, it's not going fast enough to be a plane. I was like, it's obviously the distance. It looks like it's kind of stationary in that spot. And so we go up the other hill and we're like, oh, okay, like this next hill, like will reveal what it's like really is. Like yeah. we'll be able to be a little closer and see what it was. And make it over the next hill and it's gone. Like completely gone. We should have been able to see it from like going over that next hill from the positioning like we were at over that last kind of hill. And then going down on and then coming back over the next one. Yeah. We should have been able to see where it was at and where it would have been like floating or, you know, the helicopter would have been. I don't know. But it would have been a weird spot for a helicopter to be. And, like, both of us, like, saw the piece of metal, like, kind of up in the air, kind of, like, just kind of shimmering in the light. It was mm. weird. But, anyways, that one was, like, I was, like, what was that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was so weird. And it was broad daylight, so it was, like, I don't know. It was, it was crazy weird, man. So, like, those are my two, like, UFO experiences. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have anything like that. Yeah, like th- those were weird. Like, you know, usually when you see playing during the day, you know, there's pretty far up there. Or if it's like a little crop duster, you can actually see what it's doing, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. Helicopters, they're not normally silver. They're usually like, you know, you see the military ones here and there, or you see yeah. the life flight ones for the. Q2 news ones, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see, like, silver ones, you know. So it was just kind of like my mind was trying to piece together on the road the whole way back. And me and my wife kept, like, riffing, like, 
what if it was this? Like, what if it was that? Like, what if we just had like a weird view? Like, but no, like that, that was a weird shape. And I don't know. Me and her still kind of talk about it. I don't know if uh, my cousins remember that orange light. I, I, I gotta, I should bring that up to them and see if like, Hey, like you remember that time? It's been a couple of years since I've talked. They about probably it. had MIBs show up to their place. I know. They're the, the, like, no, the light, no, come up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play ping pong anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I love Beer Fest. That's uh, such a good movie. But yeah, I mean that that that's kind of the reason why I just wanted to bring up this whole episode. Talk about Tom DeLonge. Um, that yeah kind of touched on it earlier he's very influential in the in the pop rock scene but he gave it all up just to just to be a voice for the people and a voice people thought he was crazy for doing it at first and then it's just a silly dream until you do something about it away from music and at the height of his career well he stepped away from music in 2015 and then everyone was like, why did he do this? And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, all the New York Times and everything is like, oh, here's this video, 2017. And then and 2020 comes around and they're like, oh, yeah. Between those... that time, too. So. He's come up with what? He's wrote numerous books in that time yeah. between that. Yeah, he so. wrote a numerous book. I heard he's trying to reunite. Yeah, they're finally coming back for the reunion <sighs> tour. Travis Ooh, Barker. Oh, yeah. So uh, if they come anywhere close, I might try to go watch, but... I guess we'll never know. And hopefully, I guess, it, uh, if there's anything else that comes out in this UFO verse, or if Tom and his company shoots anything else out, we'll probably try to talk about it. Um, I would really like to get into, like, I don't know, talking about other. What's another topic that you would like to talk about? There's a lot. I know, right? There's a lot of them. I literally have a folder on my phone or like in my notes and I have 80 different topics that I want to talk about and we only have 20 episodes out. So it's like, there's a hundred episodes there. I'm raring to go, man. Chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a lot I want to talk about. A lot of them that we haven't covered. Slightly dabbled into. Just dipping our nuts. Yeah, yeah. Tea banging. A, a lot of good documentaries we can... Like that phenomenon one I was talking about. I don't know. I think the Project Blue Book one really intrigues me. I mean, it's obviously like very much some military account. So like to me, it's the most like legit person out there Mm -hmm. that can be given an account on unidentified aerial phenomenon to be correct. Um, Rather than, you know, some, you know, possibly uncredible farm person or something like that you know yeah you, you hear about like you know all these different stories it's like the mibs oh, yeah. man they're yeah, showing they, up they took me they're showing up and they're, they they're neuralizing me. these people so mm-hmm. um but you know at the same time you know all these stories could be true at the same time uh i mean but it, it to, could be all fake all these false reports but it only takes uh, one to be real and it's like but for the U.S. government to be, like, you know, actually investigating some of these accounts that, like, people have, you know, pilots that have caught different things on radars, pilots that have seen things while flying, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, nuclear base people that, like, obviously we talked about the Montana one earlier and, you know, they messed with the North Dakota nukes and all that stuff. And, you know, th- those kind of accounts really 
seem the most credible to me. So they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. really intrigue me the most because it's, you know, multiple people experiencing it and then documenting it in the most official way possible. Yeah, true. You know, rather than like we were talking about, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I saw something like, you know, mine, mine is not nearly as credible as any of those Project Blue Book ones. You know, that's just something I am trying to recollect from something that happened in my past, you know, and I'm still skeptical about it. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, you like even at the same time, like seeing these very, very, very credible videos and stories there, I'm still myself somewhat skeptical of those even, you know, so like, yeah, I I, want to believe it so much, but at the same time, like I find myself trying to stay logical and end up being a little skeptic about it, but I want to believe. Just just be like Tom and believe. I know, right? Immerse yourself fully. I just quit my job. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm texting my boss <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two weeks I'm becoming now. a UFO researcher right now. <laughs> UAPs. You know about UAPs. <laughs> You're going to get me paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll end it here. Um, you guys are still listening you are the resistance uh thank you guys for tuning in i know it's been a while that we've uh haven't put anything out um it's not for lack of trying uh it's the government trying to conspire against us because we know too much um yeah we're just trying to be the voice of the people of the uh, paranormal community thank you for listening thank you for being here and good night Good night.